Ladies and gentlemen, biatches of all ages, it's time to turn up your radios for the most entertaining and important podcast you've ever listened to in your entire life. No, I'm not talking about the Ralph Report. I'm talking about Bridget from the East Coast. I'm talking about Aaron from the West Coast. They are the bi-coastal biatches. Ladies, the stage is yours. What do you got for us this week? Well, thanks for asking, Todd. We have a guest host with us. Bridget? I'm the guest host? No, I thought maybe you could introduce him, but no, that's fine. So we have with us from Cinema Sit Down, C-Man or Corey, whatever you want to fucking call him. You can call me C-Man. That's fine. How are you fine ladies this evening? We'll call you C-Man. No problem yeah, about that. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's a Friday right. night and I'm recording yeah. a podcast. That's how I'm fucking doing. <laughs> I'm, I am with you there. How are you fine ladies this evening? We're good. How about you? No no complaints. I, I've been living that movie life, you know, because that's what I do. So I just nice. came out of Dune for the second time. I'm in love with that movie right now. Ooh, very good. Very good. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, what you do, at how what Cinema Sit Down is? Oh, oh, you mean like I shouldn't do the thing that I didn't do when I was on the game show like a week exactly. or so ago? <laughs> yes, yes. The opposite. Nothing, nothing like being brought onto a show and getting so nervous that you forget to tell people where to find you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I am a YouTuber. You can find me at cinema underscore sits down on <clears throat> Twitter and Instagram, and then it's youtube.com slash cinema underscore sit down. Uh, for the YouTube site, I watch every movie you can think of. Uh, I, I hold no bias against any genre. I am a big comic book and sci-fi person by nature and horror um, by nature, but I literally will watch everything. I love The Notebook, you know, so I, I have a, yeah, roll your eyes, Aaron. Go ahead. I don't <laughs> I mind a good love story. I'm okay shit. with my emotions. Um <laughs> You know, it's always a good thing if you can get the C-Man to cry. That's an immediate stamp of approval. Um, but, yeah, I watch everything. I love to react to trailers. Some people like to watch me freak out like I'm a child sometimes. So, like, if you see me catching anything that has Batman in it, I'm I'm positive I will squeal, like, ten octaves higher than my voice almost every time. So that's that's how I roll. Well, so let's just introduce you to how this show goes. I tend to write down follow-up questions. Oh, that's do. fair. Um. So, it's very journalist of, all, of you. I would like to say that I'm. I don't think it would be hard for you to speak or to scream ten octaves higher because your voice is so fucking low. It's it very would be low. hard to not be able to just get just that little bit. I mean, anyway. I'm, um, I'm in the small room when I go into my armor voice, which is like. <laughs> that fucks with people. That That's does. He and Todd talking right now. And this right here is the same guy. <laughs> so I, I I can get up there. Him and Todd C, man, we could have like a fucking Elmo off and shit. Seriously, one of, one of our listeners who uh, does our tallies for us, he called in one time as Elmo, and it was uh, that was special. Um, but then I've no, many so, people may not get that voice in front of them, so moments, I do it all the time. Moments before we started recording tonight. C-Man and Bridget were just shitting all over me about Hallmark movies. And uh, this motherfucker's all, like, weepy over the notebook and shit. Oh, I'm I mean, that's at least that's at least good weepy cinema. Like, no offense to Hallmark Channel fans. I know there's lots of them out there. My mother is one. 
Um, <laughs> but like, that's just not my lane of, of cinema. Like I no. need better writing that's in my just life. Just a little. Isn't it great that they like cure cancer, uh, save Christmas, save the town's only industry and fall in love <laughs> in the last 10 minutes. Come on. I mean, it's, it's impressive. Just not it's very impressive. It's not realistic. I guess it's not my, you know, like, like movies are for everyone, but not every movie is for everyone. While most movies are for me, those are not the, the ones. I can understand that. So I got to ask you, cause you mentioned Batman. What did you think about seeing the back of Michael Keaton in the flash trailer? Did so, you squeal like I did? Um, I mean, among other things, <laughs> yeah, uh, there, there was a lot going on in that moment. Uh, like, cause all we've seen at this point was like, we've seen pictures of him as Bruce with uh, mm-hmm. the plugs in and he's looking absolutely fantastic. But yeah, when those fucking ears popped up, I was like, Oh man, like show them to me, show them to me, you motherfuckers. And they didn't. And then they then, then, you know, then Ezra's like up on the, the 87 Batmobile. I was like, you better, if you're not going to show me Batman, you better fucking show me. Damn it. You sons of bitches. Like, they, they teased, they teased very well. Uh, I'm very intrigued by that movie, but as much as Keaton got me like super, super giddy, I, mm-hmm. I have been preaching the Pattinson mm-hmm. uh, faith since the minute he was announced. Uh, Cause I think a lot of people think of him from twilight. And even I will say that those movies are not very good, but Robert Pattinson is probably one of the greatest actors of our generation right now. Um, so the idea that he's playing Batman and he's a Batman fan, uh, nothing touched my excitement like that did. And the fact that that was like a ye- almost a year of build up to that trailer and it still fucking hit, that movie's going to be so good. I can't wait. Hot takes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hot takes. <laughs> no, he's, he's an excellent actor. I, I should have Twilight because it is literally the. It's bad. Just, just like a dumpster fire of a, of a film series. Pretty sure he would shit on it too, but like it gave him his career, so that's enough for me because everything yeah. he's done since then has been great. Yes, no, he is quite good, he really is. It's just, it's he got stuck in that fucking Twilight world and paying the price for it, yeah. But I'm sure it also paid for his homes and everything else, exactly. so you know, I give him and Kristen Stewart both a lot of credit that they've turned out full careers following Twilight. Like, it's very not everybody from that series was able to do that, so. Good well, point. I remember reading an interview with John Cusack a few years back, and they it was like around the Con Air year, and they were like, why are you doing this type of shit? And he's like, I alternate. He's like, I do a piece of shit that pays all my bills, and then I do an art house film, and the reason I can afford to do the art house film is because I did the commercial crap the time before. And he's like, so I'll, I'll alternate it so I can afford the lifestyle I want. And then still make the types of movies I want. And I was like, you know what? That's fair enough. I'm good with that. Yeah. You know, everybody's got to pay bills. I yep. Had, I had surgery that left me, like, bedridden. Like, to the point where my remote control had fallen off my bed. And they couldn't get it <laughs> because I had, like, staples holding my body together. That's so horrible. I saw, I don't know what number of the Twilight series it was. But I saw, like, this, like, middle chunk of something from that series. <laughs> And Kristen Stewart's character went to Robert Pattinson's like vampire family home. And visually speaking, one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a movie, the movie was terrible. I eventually ended up being able to scream someone into my room to come like, change the ch- <laughs> give me the controller to change the channel. But, but 
there was this thing because if you were a vampire and you were high school or college age, you would have gone to a lot of fucking schools. And there was this stunning wall piece of art that was like hundreds of graduation caps in gradient. They literally did the gradient of the colors of the different schools. And I was like, that is fucking legit. This movie's shit. I that sounds amazing. I can't tell you that I saw that because the minute in the because I'm a vampire guy, so like my sister was like, You gotta go to this movie with me. Like, this book series is really good. I'm like, Vampires, fine, I'll go. And the minute those motherfuckers were like, We can't step into the sunlight, not because we burst into flames and die. But because we glitter, I, like sparkle, I was like, you can fuck with with vampire shit, right? Like I've seen, mm-hmm. like I've like True Blood, blood messed with a lot of mythology, but like yes. it worked because there are specific things that you can't fuck with: stakes through the heart, sunlight. Those are two pretty basic vampire functions that, like, if you run into those, you're gonna burst into flames and turn into dust. Not like, ooh, I'm sparkly, and I was just, I was out from that point forward. Yeah, that was a rough one. That was. <laughs> How do you feel about uh, Abraham Lincoln uh, vampires? Look, I'm not gonna tell you that that's a good movie. No, I don't. But I, don't I, I will, I, I will 100 percent watch it every fucking time I come across it because it's entertaining <laughs> as hell. Like the first time I watched it was on a plane, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Holy shit! I think I need to watch this movie on like a regular size TV because <laughs> it's." <laughs> Like sometimes, like I just I dig a ridiculously bad movie because it's entertaining. I like yeah. that actor too. I really uh, uh, Ben Walker. Was it? Yeah. Was it Matt Smith who starred as him? Benjamin Walker. Hmm. But Matt Smith was in it. But whatever, I could be wrong. Come at me. I'm not saying. I'm not coming at you because I've seen the movie Benjamin only Walker. once. Don't 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 come at her. Uh, I'm not. Um, I'm not. He was also on Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson on Broadway, which was about, uh, I don't know if you sense this from the title, Andrew Jackson. It was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see it, but I've heard the soundtrack, and it's, it's terrible. Really awesome. That's awesome. I mean, I will I will say that Mary Elizabeth Winstead is also in that movie, and she is a fucking gem in anything that she does. Agreed. Well, you guys have heard from us a little bit. Would you like mm-hmm. to hear from you? Should we enter our voicemail portion of the evening? If you would like, unless you want me to tell you about what I did today. Oh shit! Fuck yeah! Yeah, Go we ahead. we just we just heard about, about me. We we didn't hear That's about okay. Bridget. That's okay. Wow. I mean, I didn't get to so, talk either. I just figured it's because you were our guest. But is anybody so, upset about that? Oh, we're like we became really really fast friends so i feel comfortable shitting on you <laughs> just for people at home listening that don't know who the fuck i am I'm like who's this guy coming on the show fucking talking shit i but feel very comfortable them- with you two women <laughs> that i don't know if that's good or bad uh we did give them a very detailed uh description of our weekend in new jersey and you were spoken about quite a yep. bit so yeah, oh quite a bit busy. all right hey well, I said in a foreign country, we're pretty much married because we spent <laughs> such a huge amount of time in a short window that it was like, hey, you guys, that's that's all it is now. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. Bridget, how the fuck are you? So, I'm good. So guess what I did today? What? 
I went and got my nipples pierced. <laughs> Damn, I should have taken a picture of that. <laughs> what a what a what an interesting thing to do on a Friday afternoon. <clears throat> I know, right? Even better, a Friday afternoon, completely sober, even worse. <laughs> what? How? <laughs> yeah, start start at the beginning of this journey because I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah. So. Like I had thought about year about getting them done years ago, and then I was like, "Well, if I have kids, I don't want to do anything that might mess it up if I go and get do you know do breastfeeding, right?" And now I'm fifty, and I sure as hell ain't fucking breastfeeding at this point since I ain't fucking having kids at this point because fuck that shit. So I've been thinking about it for a few months, and last year I had to get my ears repierced because my ears closed up. So I went to this body piercing place. And I was like, really liked the way they were. They were very nice and clean. And Erin's writing down her follow-up questions as I'm telling the story. Very clean. I really liked the way they handled everything. So I said, well, let me see how my ears react to getting re-pierced. And we'll think about it. Cause then, And then, of course, I do my reading because I got to research this shit. And they're like, well, you don't want to go into the pool after you get your nipples pierced because it causes problems. So, you, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, well, I got to wait for the fall to do this. So I had originally scheduled an appointment for last month. And then I got the, I was supposed to be going for a colonoscopy this week because yes, I am 50. And you know, this is what you got to do when you're fucking 50 years old. So I'm like, and they're saying you got to take out all piercings, no body jewelry, right? So I'm like, well, let me push it back a month. Needless to say, the colonoscopy got pushed off. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just do it. Because if I don't do it now, it will never happen. So I go, so I scheduled the appointment for this afternoon because I have nothing to do this weekend. So I needed to be able to let these babies, these suckers heal and just like, you know, be sore as being sore or whatever. Right. So I go to the place and the, and the place I went to all props to them there. It's called Tribu. It's in Danbury Fair Mall. They actually have one in Stamford, Connecticut, which is right near where Seaman is. And there's another one. I forget what town in Connecticut it is. But like they literally it's a body piercing shop. It's all body piercing. It's real body piercing. It's not like fucking Claire's where they're hitting you with the nail gun, but it's in the mall. So it's great. It's nice and convenient. The girl who pierced me today, her name was Tati, T-A-T-I, I think if I got it right. Sweetest, sweet, very fitting, sweetest young woman went really quickly and I was starting to get a little apprehensive about it. I'm like, I'm going to chicken out. And I'm like, you're 50 fucking years old. You're literally today is my 50.5 mark, right? Because it's literally six months from my birthday, right? So I'm like, you just got to do it. It's like your fucking midlife crisis. Just fucking do it, right? So I went and I did it. And it did not hurt anywhere near as bad as I was expecting it to, which was great. In and out, she told me that I got I got the titanium barbells because t- I have metal, you know, you got to be careful with the metal and stuff like that. And I have sensitive skin. So I'm like, let's just do the titanium because it's better for you. But she did say in a couple of weeks, I'll be able to change the ends of the barbells out instead of having just the little round balls. I'll be able to do fun things. And Erin's face is fucking hysterical. Well, because you're making it sound like nipple braces, like you're going to coordinate your like matching rubber bands. I could be the little. Oh my God. <laughs> so, um, 
so I'll do that. But the thing is, is there is no playing with these suckers for a few months while they heal. So there's no, no mouth, no lip, no tongue, no fingers, no toys, no nothing on these suckers for a few months. And right now I sure as hell wouldn't want anything on them, but they're not hurting as bad as I was expecting. But that might also be because I had to take my prescription strength ibuprofen because of my foot from the podiatrist right around the time I got them pierced. So I went and got them. And then as I was leaving, uh, she's like, well, I'm so glad you were here. Da, 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 da. I was like, yeah, and I'm going to be recording my podcast tonight. So, you know, I'm going to be talking all about you guys and letting you know. She's like, oh, what's the name of your podcast? So I tell her it's Bicoastal Biatches. Look at this. I was being like promoting and you know, I don't do this shit, right, Erin? So as I'm walking out, she's like way behind me and I hear her turning to the girl who's doing the register, write this name down. It's called Bicoastal Biatches. It's a podcast we have to listen to. And then I'm looking for the sticker and I finally found it and ran it back in and gave them the sticker. So that was my excitement for the weekend. May I, may I proceed with my list? <laughs> Your list? <laughs> and see, man, if you have questions, you're more I mean, than welcome that, to that ask just, you. That sounds like a solid Friday night or day. It yeah. was. Yeah, it was my, a lot better my, than working. My questions aren't actually about the uh, statements and questions aren't about the actual nipple piercing. I mean, you do you. It's going to make sex a lot better in, in a little bit. But um, I just want to first, I want to preference by saying last weekend when I was at Halloween Town or two weekend, whenever the fuck that was, I re-pierced my ears in front of the lady I put <clears> those dangly earrings from. I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm just going to stick them in. And she was like, what? And I was like, I got to just re-pierce every time. And she watched me just jab them into my ear with such terror on her face. It was magic. Um, and then... I love that you know me so well because you explained to me that you weren't in a Claire's type scenario because I literally was writing down what you got your nipples pierced <laughs> next to the little girl with the ear gun <laughs> and um, also Tati I think you should break out on your own get your own business and it should be called Tata's by Tati <laughs> <laughs> that's that 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 name was also in my head, so you're on the mark there. Uh, and then yeah. also, is your bionic murder cat going to bat your nipples? I fucking hope not. The good news, so I have an evil cat who's got issues. She, she's really, she really, she has post traumatic stress. Like in a, Poor like that's kitty. not joking. Yeah, it's a sad thing. The good news is, is for the most part, she doesn't sit on me or anything like that. For the most part, she doesn't let me hold her. But what she will do is when I sit on the couches, she'll sit on the arm and she'll put her paws on top of me. And usually it gets like right above the breast. But you know this bitch is going to fucking hit my nipples every time for now. You know that's going to fucking happen. Uh, so, yeah. She's trying to eat you. I think she <laughs> might even try to bite your nipple out of spite. Maybe she like might. You just never know. My creepy kid that can't be too far away from me has scooted herself to the very edge of the little bean bag chair she sits in when we record because I, I guess I was too far away. And, I, and she's just been staring at me for the, we've been talking like 20 minutes. She's just staring at me. <laughs> Terrifying. Our pets are going to consume us when we die. Yes. So that's real. Yeah. At least somebody I loves me. 
I had read a story once of a guy, I guess, who had like a python of some kind. And like it had gotten loose and he had woken up and it was just laying next to him. Mm. And he thought, oh, man, how adorable is that? Like my python loved me. Like it came up like a dog would fucking sleep next to me uh, on the bed. And he went somewhere and was talking to somebody who's like in on snakes. And the Mm -hmm. dude was like, nah, bro, he's not laying next to you to be like cuddly. He's laying next to you to be like. Yeah, I can eat this motherfucker. <laughs> like, I, I am big enough to consume this human if I want to. And the dude was like, yeah, time to get rid of the snake. You think? You think? There's only one type of snake I want around me, and it is not a python. Uh, yeah, I don't want any snakes near me. Snakes and spiders are my no-no. It's like Indiana Jones. <laughs> why, why do have snakes? No spiders. No, no spiders. And fuck, fuck a spider. No, no. fuck a spider. No, I no, once, they're horrible. I, I once when I was dating a girl and we were house sitting and yeah, a spider about that size actually was like in the bathroom and she like screams. So I'm like, you okay? She's like, Corey, there's a fucking spider like this fucking like, like, a, like a silver dollar. Like in the, I'm like, what are you telling me for? I'm not going <laughs> to anything. So like I opened the door and I immediately slammed it shut. I was like, no, that thing will kill me. Yep. And she was like, well, you have to do something. So I was like, all right, well, uh, toss me a solo cup, would you? And she was like, what? I'm like, toss me a fucking solo cup. So I took the solo cup and I just dropped it on the guy. I was like, all right, it's covered. Can't go anywhere. All it'll do is move around on the floor, but it ain't getting out. Like, it'll just be there. So went about her business. Her parents come home and her, <laughs> her dad goes into the bathroom after driving from like upstate New York. So like first pit stop for him is the bathroom. And he just goes, why the fuck is there a red solo cup in the bathroom? I was like, ooh, Mr. Pollock, that's my bad. I'm a massive pussy around spiders, and there's a spider that is way too big for me to fuck with. So if you guys want to take that, <laughs> should have known right then that that relationship was doomed. Yeah. I don't fuck with spiders, though. I don't tell you. I have known you. For Clever, like right? 12 it is a good minutes. idea. No, like a day. Like some of the day at this point of like sure. actual hang time. That is the second time I've heard that story, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You are very proud of your solo spider story. No, it's it's a good way to allow people to know how much I do not fuck with spiders, right? Like there are people who like, ah, fuck with spiders. But like if their girlfriend or like someone they care about is like, I can't kill this. So you have to. I'm like, nah, I don't. Whereas I, I, I think I told you this as the anecdote to the end of that is. I shook a brown recluse in a jar to death. I think oh, I told God, you that. Yes. You did. You did yeah, tell. Yes. Yeah. Which like, freaked me out. Not in my house, motherfucker. And I just... Oh, fuck no. I'm telling you, I'm that little girl who watches the house burn down with the spiders in it. That's me. Can fuck you see that. this motherfucker? Like, just trying to get to so be cute. as close as possible. Aw. you can't yeah. see, because this is an audio show. My dog is creeping up behind me because she wants to use her I Heart New York water cup because she's, a fr- she's so fucking tiny that she doesn't like to drink out of her water dish because I'm pretty sure she thinks she's going to fucking fall in and drown. And I have a, like a cat sized saucer for her. I don't have some like golden retriever fucking bowl. It's a tiny bowl, but she has these strategic little coffee cups all over the house. She's fucking princess. Go away from me. I love you. Okay. So let's uh let's let's go to our listeners. 
Okay. Because we got quite a few voicemails. And uh, so, Seaman, you're just joining us for the first time, hopefully not the last. Oh. Uh, we do a blind thing here. Bridget doesn't ever get to hear the voicemails. And I don't get to hear the emails. So. so we each have an element of surprise. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there were no emails today, so. So the surprises will all be Bridget's. Yay, and Seaman's. Yeah, they're all surprises for me. Yeah. Well, so this one is a double surprise. And it's, it's well, this person, Bridget knows. Hello, you beautiful bye ladies. Hopefully I'm not too late for this week's episode. Um, but uh yes, I did have something I wanted to discuss with you. Um, this whole... Uh, number one issue on Aaron's list. Now, I don't know what more I need to do to solidify that number one, but, uh, you know, a few tips would be welcome. I, uh, look, you know, I don't have many things in life that I can say I'm number one, but, uh, you know, that seems like a, uh, Achievable target and Bridget, you know, number one's good too for me. But all right, guys, love you. Bye. <laughs> that is our listener, Tim Burr. So he's got a phenomenal accent. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So his name is, is Tim, and we were calling him Big Dick Ricky for a while because uh, he admitted <laughs> to us that he he was hung. And so then we asked the listeners for suggestions and our friend Pirtle came up with Timber because it's so big, he has to yell Timber. And uh, anyway, so he called I, in. And- I, I heard that as Tim space B-U-R-R. Like I thought that was his mm. actual name. Oh. Oh. No, no. It's his. Yeah, now, I, now I see it in a different way. Yeah. That's far more entertaining. And, yeah. Well. I, I guess uh, number one with a bullet mm. uh, is timber, uh, not like cold, but you know, timber. Mm, yes. Anyway, that's, I, that's that. There you go. I always love listening to Tim with that fucking accent. It makes me very happy. Sort of like you watching the Batman trailer. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I, I can totally understand that. I'm so, a sucker yeah. for accents. That's a weird uh, reaction. So you were close to pleasuring yourself when you watched the Batman thing? He didn't have to pleasure uh, himself. I mean, the Batman you pleasured came. him. You just, for him. Yeah. You just saw yeah. the yes. ears and you were like... Yeah. Have, you, have you never seen the, the reaction to the first trailer? Look, I, you put out a lot of fucking content. I do put out a lot of content. <laughs> it's true. For me to follow it's true. shit. Well, I mean, if I told you the spider story, I'm kind of shocked that I didn't show you the Batman reaction. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. I, Bridget understands. I do. I do. Uh, I will. I will. I will watch it. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's not like I've listened to any episodes yet. Yeah, I'm just exactly. You know, we're busy yeah. people. I get it. Yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, live my life. Mm-hmm. You do so. <laughs> Someone who does listen to our show. Hey, everybody. Uh, Bridget, Aaron, what's up? Uh, four uh, shout outs to Tally Man Todd. Uh, just want to say what's up, dude. Uh, no beef this week. 
been way, way too busy and stressed out to do anything fun or silly. Um, but I will get on that. I promise. Tell him, man, Todd, ooh, it's coming, man, it's coming. Or, or, or something like that. Anyway, it's been a while. I just wanted to say, hey, let you guys know I'm still listening. And um, I'll get back to my usual nonsense um, pretty soon. All right. Talk to y'all later. Well, bye. Bye. Okay, so effectively what I think just happened is that we have our own version of Slapsgiving. But instead of slaps, Todd C. is now waiting for ZZ Todd to just drop the fucking hammer and just burn him hardcore. Right? Is that? Absolutely. And that was our ZZ Todd who was with us the weekend we were in New Jersey. Hello, beautiful ladies. It's Tallyman Ton, and I'm back. So, firstly, episode 20 had 152 fucks and 11 dicks, and episode 21 had 63 fucks and no dicks. So, there's your tally for the last two weeks to make up for my little vacation. To Alcatraz in the daytime and see the Winchester Mystery House in the evening, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, the Winchester house, I kind of need to go back during the day for the more history part of it. Cause when we went at night, it was called the lost in the mansion tour. So it was kind of supposed to be like a Halloween style walkthrough of the house where they're saying, Ooh, something mysterious is going on over here. And it's like props and shit where like little sensors are making air cannons go off and, you know, lights are flickering, trying to make it seem like it's really haunted. Um, I want to go back for the actual history tour, not the little cheesy kind of Halloween thing. And like Aaron said, they were talking about it. There's like, I think, 160 rooms in this house. And it has stairways leading to nowhere. Um, In the seance room, there's a door that opens up to a second-story drop into the kitchen sink of the floor below. And it was all designed to, like, confuse the ghost so they couldn't get her. It's really cool. You guys would like that. I know Aaron said she's been there. But I think, Bridget, you would trip out on that shit. So that was fun. Um, but like Aaron said, she had an incident where some asshole, you know, punched her in the chest and said they asked her if she wanted to press charges. And then they kind of talked her out of it. Same shit happened with my wife. She, I forget what maze she was in. And uh, she was wearing a corset. And then she had an undershirt. But some drunk asshole came in and literally reached down in her corset and tried to grope her through the corset, you know, like pull her corset off and shit. And she was like, what the fuck? And like one of the blackouts saw it and followed them out and they got security involved and the cops and they asked her the same thing. Do you want to press charges? 
She said yes. And then the cops like, yeah, but then you got to go to court and it's a long drawn out deal. And then they found out later it didn't matter because he was on parole. So since he violated his parole, he was going to be going back to jail anyway. So, but yeah, it just kind of, when you said that story, Aaron, it kind of reminded me of that story she told me. And ironically, she just told me about it about a week ago. So just kind of funny on that. I'd like to hear more of your haunt stories because I know you got a shit time working in knots and stuff like that. I think it would be kind of cool, especially leading up to Halloween. I love you both dearly. And um, thank you for giving me something to listen to and cheering me up. And I always love hearing you guys bullshit and ramble on. And I will keep listening if you keep talking. I'll just reverse it. Anyways, all right, I'm going to shut the fuck up now. This is Tally Man taught out. Love you, ladies. See ya. Apparently there's only one Winchester house because when he said that, I was like, oh, is that like that Helen Mirren movie? And then he started yeah. describing it. I was like, oh, it's the Helen Mirren movie. Yes. 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 Um, I already gave the history of the Winchester house last week and then Todd gave us a little more now. Um, and also I apologize, uh, I guess, posthumously. Uh, I, I did edit that down. That was a seven minute voicemail, Todd. So I did have to edit it for Todd. But we love you. Yes, we do. Keep calling. We do listen to you. We love listen. We love you when you call. Keep counting. Don't let those fingers break. You need to be able to count the fucks that come out of our fucking mouths. Yeah, and don't forget. Right. Don't forget. Dick, 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 Dickelodeon. <laughs> yeah. I won't let there be another fucking show where we don't say dick. <laughs> I can't can't let that happen well i thoroughly enjoyed all of that though good so thanks todd todd's great because he is been one of our day one supporters he's just awesome um day one yes yes absolutely very supportive always reaching out to us so we do love our our todd so you know who else Sorry, you I was just gonna. I was just gonna. I, I, I'm. This is why I don't team up with people because I just. I, I. I always like to be talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but the fans are the best, man. Like the fans are what make you get up and do it in the morning. You know what I mean? So, always good to have a couple that I love to interact with frequently. Absolutely. Well, I. I want to take a moment and I want to be a little bit serious and respectful in a sad way. Uh, before we go to break and I just want to say that although you're listening to this on Wednesday guys uh, today is Friday and uh, Peter Scalini died today from cancer which fuck cancer seriously um, but Bosom Buddies was a big part of my pop culture youth so during our break today I'm going to play you the intro to the to the show when we first moved to New York we had a great apartment that was dirt cheap and we found out why it was so cheap our friend Amy said there was a great apartment in her building. Dirt cheap, but it's a hotel for women. Okay, we made one adjustment. Now these other ladies know us as Buffy and Hildegard. But they also know us as Kip and Henry, Buffy and Hildy's brothers. I am uh, crazy about the blonde. <laughs> this experience is going to make a great book. See, it's all perfectly normal.
into bosom buddies uh speaking of buddies we uh we have all kinds of things coming in all the time at us flying in like balls that a don't <laughs> uh but no so we we get emails and voicemails and everything we didn't have any emails this week but i got a message from our listener raul and it was the coolest fucking thing i've seen in a long time it made me miss disneyland real fucking bad because they do their like annual halloween thing and uh he sent me this video because the characters can't take pictures and stuff yet because of covid so they're like at a distance so they're all these like spectacular show moments now instead and so for their halloween thing in the new marvel area they have a fucking zombie captain america that's just like swiping out at the crowd and i was like that's the fucking sickest thing i've ever and so not disney i was like that was my brain blowing but it is disney because in the what if series there was the episode with the zombie avengers and there was a zombie captain america there sure was and Aaron just zoned out again I mean, it's one of those. I'm just behind. I'm so far behind on the Marvel Universe. I have no longer permitted myself to watch anything until I start back at the fucking beginning. It's fair. Um, It is is one of those things, though, where it's like, I I think what if should have hit a little bit harder for people because it was very good. And I think it's going to be important in what's coming up. So, like, I love hearing that Disneyland is putting the fucking zombie Captain America out there. Like, what if represents amazing. Absolutely. Though I'm sure the fact that it does also coincide with the Halloween holiday makes it just that much better. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. No, 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 no. You guys. I'm about. I'm I'm just waiting for them to all deliver. I I, I got all of the zombie pops. So uh, I'm very excited. Oh, did you? Oh, I sure did. Ooh. Yeah. I'm jealous. Falcon, Cap, Iron Man, Wanda, <laughs> Doctor Strange. <laughs> nice. Um, you look very And from a different universe. I got the cutest thing. It's a little Harley Quinn pop, and it comes with a little, like, helper. But the helper is her pet hyena from <laughs> Birds of Prey. And they're in little Santa outfits, and he's a little reindeer. It's the cutest fucking thing I've ever got. I am obsessed. Love it. Yeah. Anyway. That show okay. that show is so good. Yes. It's the best Harley Quinn thing they've done at DC. Absolutely. Hey. And with the little romance with Poison Ivy. <laughs> they, they just they just did a third printing for the uh comic book that ties into the show. Oh really? Yeah. Um third third yeah. printings are aren't frequent, so that's a big deal. I'm wearing my I'm wearing my Harley Quinn shirt, you fuckers. Oh, I I know. I'm aware. I can see you, remember? 
Because it's going to be Seaman's last visit, so don't send questions for him. He won't be back. Or just keep me and him a separate, so this yeah, way we can just don't just derail it. Jesus Christ. How would you feel if I started talking about fucking charm school with Vampire Bunny and the uh, the witch and the bunny? So Bunny is the witch and the vampire is this like greaser chick. And it's a cute little lesbian romance, and it's an indie comic. You want to talk about that? Sure, Go we can talk about it. that. Sounds sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm here for all things. Eat a dick. Yeah, all we're people. Moving on. We're moving on. To I fucking... I won't do that, but I don't I, I don't think that anybody that wants to should not. If you mm-hmm. want to eat a dick, eat a dick. I just don't mm-hmm. want to. And so if you want to be a lesbian, be a lesbian. So we have to you know? save the world. That beach. that I can understand. I, I do love to eat pussy, so. So if to save the world, the beach was full of dicks and you had to suck all the dicks. <laughs> I would call world. peace. I would call peacemaker because peacemaker would suck every dick on that beach. That's right. I mean, you're not wrong. All right. How do you? <laughs> yes. So initially we invited you. What? It's one of my favorite holidays. Yeah, it's mine too. I'm working on a Halloween costume that I'm by hand like making my own pattern and i'm i'm actually i can say this because no one at work listens so i will probably still win the costume contest i'm doing a black and white bride of frankenstein but i'm doing it as if i had stepped out of well i had gotten real fat and stepped out of the film it's a little size difference between me and elsa lancaster but uh anyway yeah so i'm uh it's all grayscale, my makeup, even the scab blood I'm using is a black, like, oozy stuff. So, like, my stitch, everything will just be gray and black and white. I like and, it. Uh, yeah, super into it. And I want to just you shit won't. all. What were you going to say? I was going to say I want to shit all over everyone at work with my talent. <laughs> you should. I was going to say you won't get my uh, costume because you're behind on Marvel things. But I was like, with the hair, I, I, and I have the TVA jacket already. I'm gonna do Loki, but it'll be Ooh. it'll be a variant Loki because I'm not gonna shave my beard off, so I'll be bearded Loki. But Ooh. I will be rocking the skinny tie, nice pants, TVA jacket, hair blown back. Sorry, so I don't know plot points, but I don't live in a fucking bubble. <laughs> I know, I know, the but fuck that, Loki but, is. But, but that Loki looks very different than probably the last Loki you saw. So oh, I just. Probably. That's all right. That could be accurate. It's got a jacket. Do you know Tom Hiddleston smells fucking amazing? I did a photo op with him. He smells so fucking good. I believe it. You know, it smells like patchouli, B.O. and cigarettes. Who? Johnny Depp. Let's move along. <laughs> okay. So. I got you here to talk about Halloween kills. Oh, yeah. And Halloween I've... in general. Just yeah. the holiday. But I, I'm, I'm very prepared. I've, I've already had to defend the movie more than once. Oh, my God. I love that you loved it. Yeah. I, thought it was, I mean, it's not perfect. Like, I think yeah. the second act needs a little polishing. But overall, I, I really enjoyed what they were doing. Look, here's the thing. The, my main complaint, no, nay, nay, my only complaint was there were moments where it was a little soap opera-y where I was like, we don't maybe need quite so long a recap of the previous moments, but I just thought it was such a lovely, beautiful little, 
love letter to the series in a little box. It was like, hey, guys, you made it through COVID. Here's a present. Thanks for loving our franchise. You can tell that Gordon Green and uh, McBride are like big time Halloween fans. I mean, they had references to 78. They had... I mean, literally, they took concepts, right, that you had from Halloween 2. Like, oh, yeah, Laurie gets stabbed at the end of a movie, and we're going to pick up where that movie left off. She's going to have to go to the hospital. Like, you kind of have to sideline her a little bit. And whereas it was Dr. Loomis in the first Halloween, the first Halloween sequel, Halloween 2, here you get to see the town's response, which I thought was kind of cool. And then, like, to to make a nod to Halloween 3 season of The Witch, are you fucking kidding me? With the fucking pumpkin and the the skeleton? like. I, I literally was in the theater like these fucking guys just get it. You know what I mean? So like, even though the movie wasn't like perfect and like I was, I was missing a little bit of the strodes. I want a little bit more of them in there. Yeah. I just appreciate where they're coming from as creators where I'm like, I see what you're setting up. And now fucking Lori and Allison are going to go fucking kick ass and ends. Like I'm pumped for Andy Matichak. Well, um, <laughs> I did. I I'm constantly staring at strange things because I did work uh, for so long in like scare acting and doing haunted houses and stuff. And so like I thought when, um, by the way, spoiler alert, I guess guys. So fucking fast forward a second if you don't want to fucking hear this. I thought when that guy falls out of the window, I thought that brain matter shot was fucking beautiful. I thought it was a nice execution. Normally, you don't really see a body, or you see a body, but there's not the, like, you jump out of a building, or you throw get thrown off a building. There's some fucking mess. Your body's not like a, a freezer bag. It doesn't hold everything magically. The, it doesn't? The, no. The, the visual effects makeup artists were the MVPs of that movie, because... Although it was a little weird because the camera certainly made it seem like he went face first into the yeah, ground. It was... I 100% respected what they did with the body from a VFX standpoint. Yeah. And then the fucking, the dude who gets stabbed in the eyeball, spoilers. <gasps> like, so his, the fucking top of his eye was still on the fucking blade. Yeah. I was like, I've never seen anybody do that. It was I've also... I've also seen Michael Myers kill people with his thumbs going through the eyes. I've never seen an eyeball pop out while he was doing it. And that was another one. That I was like, fucking right, dude. Like VFX artist, you are kicking the shit out of this movie. Ooh. Wow, it was so and, you know, that's the, the, the kills are so brutal. Yeah. Like, like Rico hates that in the first one, they're like jokey jokey, you know, like the dad talking about getting like peanut butter and shit on his dick. And although he says penis in the movie, but I said dick for the podcast count. So <laughs> I get how you guys roll. Dick, 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 Galodian. <laughs> Yahtzee. Hey, um, but I was like, yeah, but you know what? Like if you have Danny McBride involved, dude's going to want to get a joke or two in. And they got the jokes in early in the first one and then once mike started going to town there's been no jokes since and the brutality level this movie was oh so good and that ending the way the 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 cinematography on that ending i was just like fucking right it was beautiful it was i just although can i just say i can't think of her name right now i'm having like i guess a senior moment but the um the nurse when she gets that like chunk of hair ripped out, 
I'm like, that's enough. Just let her bleed out that way. Not bad that hurts. Just let her die. <laughs> Don't go after her for a girl that's very painful. It'll be worse to let her live. Yeah, that looked like it was horrible. And then, then she got stabbed like 82 times in the chest, which was really like six, but 82 sounded better in my head. 82 sounds good. I, I did like the, you know, it was fucked up is uh, when he kills like the older lady in the house. I thought she was dead. And then she ends up being alive while he fucking just buries like 12 knives into the back of her husband. I was like, and that fucking, oh, that sound is, I just said, oh, so it's so good. Yeah. Oh, and that poor gay couple. You and I were texting and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I think the gay couple is about to die. I, know. I was I was a fan of them. Big John was my he was the man. I, I like I, I respect any guy who will just rock fucking boxer shorts, a wife beater, and a fucking uh, robe and dance to spooky Halloween music. Like right? I was I like when Little John came up and he was like, Nah, man, fuck that. Let's smoke and dance. I was like, Yes, Big John, you get it. <laughs> I I it was it was lovely and. I really liked them, and I thought they added a, a little... It's like a little guilty pleasure. Yeah, uh, and I feel like they were the two people that were the most okay with being killed by Mike Myers. Yeah, I mean, if you live in that house and and, you, and you get to that moment, like, you have to be okay. Like, yeah, well, we, we rolled the dice. We painted this whole house hunter green. <laughs> also, speaking of the house, the 1978 recreation, I want to know what fucking black magic they used, spoilers, to bring back Dr. Loomis, because apparently it was an actor that did the voice and an actor that was physically there, but that motherfucker looked and sounded yeah. exactly like fucking Donald Pleasance from 1978. Yeah. I don't know how they did it. And it didn't look like fucking bad, like, face replacement stuff, you know, like, the, the like deep fake shit didn't like it yeah or like didn't it just didn't look like deep fake technology i was like no that's that's fucking donald pleasance i don't know how else to fucking put that together but i appreciated the shit out of that scene too because like picking up after like in chronology of the movies like the original halloween and now these two new ones they kind of had to fill in the gaps of what happened after he disappeared at the end of one so like I like the way they weaved that together, and then that allowed you to bring in the town and an interest. Like, I just appreciate what they're doing from a, a concept and like a creative mind, you know? Yeah. You get me. Bridget is now playing the role of Aaron Scabaretti. Oh, and that's my last name, guys. So cool. There you go. I'm terrified of scary movies. I did see the original Halloween. I probably saw the second one too, but like, you know. That was when they first came out a gazillion years ago, probably before you were born. So, my, yeah, my mom, my mom was a scary movie fan. And me and my mom, that's like a, me and my mom are big like movie TV. My dad, too. Mm-hmm. My dad on movies, not so much TV. Me and my mom are big TV movie people. But she was a scary movie fan. And I'm a massive scary movie fan. And I've never seen that woman because mm-hmm. when she went to go see Halloween, she was in college. It was an all girls school. And, like, two of the girls in the dorm broke into their dorm because they had, like, doors where, like, if you just used the fucking credit card, you could pop the lock. They had seen the movie, the first Halloween, earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. Went, went and bought a Michael Myers mask and oh. went kid in my mom's room. So when my mom and her friends came back from seeing Halloween, these fucking bitches jump out of a fucking closet in Michael Myers mask. And my mom was like, no more scary movies from that point on. 
So whoever those two bitches are, I don't know who you are, but fuck you, because you took away horror movies from my mother and me, so it's upsetting for me. But also kudos, because like I kind of respect the move to like get a Michael Myers basket get <laughs> shit out of your friends. It's a good move. Hopefully your mother is less violent than I would have been, because there would have been some real-life Michael Myers shit going on if it was May. <laughs> I, I don't do well with being scared. Not at all. And it's, it sucks because I want to watch these movies, but I, I just can't. It's it's, it's funny because my, my dad is not a big scary movie person for a multitude of different mm-hmm. reasons. But mostly he just doesn't understand why I enjoy, to watch, like, enjoy watching people be well, sometimes just brutally murdered. I was like, well, in the world, you're kind of in tune with almost all of your emotions. Mm-hmm. Except fear, right? Like fear, like I don't. You're never in tune with fear unless something scary is going on. And I don't know about you guys, but I do a, a really like good job of avoiding scary situations. <laughs> so I was like, at least when I watch scary movies, it allows me to feel fear in a safe space. And I enjoyed that. Now, what also is funny is that I love gore and shit in movies. But if you give me a drop of real blood, I will fucking pass out <laughs> because I, uh, shit doesn't, doesn't do it for it. Real blood is not my, my lane, oh, but fake blood right. all day long. You told me that story. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Okay, so I got to ask. So you're a huge horror fan. And I am. Bridget, you're of the right age that you might have seen this in theaters, but probably not. Uh, I adore this film, and it's very rarely on TV, and I'm not going to fucking pay for it because it's, like, hard to even get on DVD. It's not hard to get. It's just spendy, usually, on DVD. Anyway, so it's called Happy Birthday to Me. It's a 1981 pick with Melissa Sue Anderson. That's the bitch that played the blind girl in uh, fucking Little House. She played yes, Carrie, whatever, Mary, whatever. The Mary, Mary Ingalls. She played Mary Ingalls. Anyway, so this this whole film is about this like nerdy chick. Have you seen it? I have, I have not. No, but I remember I was too young to have seen it in the movies because it came out in 1981. I was only 10 then. Um, but I could have seen it on video and I may have back because I was still watching horror movies probably until my early 20s. I think the last time I went saw went and actually saw a scary movie, it was Blair Witch Project when that was out in the movies. And I think that was it. Yeah, I think that's when I gave up. It's uh, it's twenty dollars right now on Amazon, which is not as much as not worth it. Is. No, normally it's more like thirty. I feel, but anyway, basically, long story short, nerd girl had a party, invited a bunch of people who didn't come, so then they come because she she's literally like luring them to her home and murdering them, and it is fucking delightful because she ends up sounds delightful birthday party with their dead bodies, and it's fucking rad. Uh, also, sounds it's terrible. Great. It's literally one of the worst acting films I've ever seen. <laughs> and that, it makes me sad because they got Glenn Ford to be in it. Mm-hmm. It's like old school, respectable film actor was like, I could be in this. Why? How did you need to eat dinner, Glenn Ford? Anyway. um, That's what's great about horror. It's like you can, I, I will watch a bad horror movie if you give me entertaining death. Well, I like that movie, those movies. It was this uh, the series of movies with those little marionette dolls that would go around killing oh, people. I don't remember. 
no, not <laughs> Saw. Oh God, no, uh, I saw two so... minutes of Saw and I had to turn it off. Movies. My my mom actually really likes that movie because it's not a typical scary. It's more of like a thriller, kind of like seven type deal. Wait, what is the movie? I was I was dicking around. I didn't hear what you said. I think Seaman's talking about Saw. Yeah, I was talking about Saw just then. Oh. Okay. Um, but what what were those movies? I want to say the Toy Maker, but that. Doesn't be. sound quite right. No, but it's somewhere <laughs> in there. I'm gonna figure this out. Do you somewhere. know what movie I'm talking about, Aaron? I do. I know. So. Do you know? <laughs> no. you know what those? So they had like these little dolls, and they would go around in the house. These like little marionette dolls, and then they would kill people. And there was this one. He had like a really white face with the long black trench coat, and he had this little knife. And then like they, you would see them like knife people in the Achilles tendon and shit like that. Well, it was. A- Stephen King thing. I, this is probably not it, but there was a Stephen King thing called like Cat's Eye or Cat's something, and it was nine stories. And one of them, there was this little stabby doll. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's probably not the same. It wasn't. It, that's not it. Pu- puppet Master. Puppet Master. Yes, Puppet Master. Yes. Knew, yes. Yeah. Just had yes. to get to the right words. Yes. Yeah, those little movies. I like those movies. I used to watch them at night. I don't know why. I watch it. I think because the dolls were adorable, just the way they would go around killing people. Um, <laughs> maybe because I wanted maybe. to be like them. Can't be. If you like the spider, thought the murder dolls were adorable. <laughs> Sounds like you should be a fan of Child's Play because he's a pretty adorable little toy until he's murdering people. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces. Fred. Brett, I don't know about you, Aaron, but Brad Dorf is killing it in the little bit that I've seen from the Chucky TV show. Really? I've I heard it's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's two episodes in right now. I've seen like a half of one. It's good. I saw like someone posted like a little clip or teaser or something, and I don't even know what networks of network it's on because my real daytime life is just like chaos. I'm behind. Oh, do you? Are you watching? Do you have uh, Paramount? Yes. I, I do not. Oh. Well, we're not going to talk with you about evil then. Let's go. <sighs> I haven't watched it since the first few episodes. I still got to catch up on it. It's one of the shows. Is, is it? Is it worthwhile? I, I get really iffy with network television because I don't think network television understands how TV should be done yet. It's like Luke slowly starting to get there. Oh, I'm familiar. <clears throat> I am familiar with the show. Um, I just haven't watched it. Well, do you have Comcast, C-Man? So, so that's that's a weird thing. I did not Comcast. Okay. If I did it would be free, but I don't yeah. get cast up in Stanford. Oh, okay. Didn't get did it you... in Jersey either. So, it's... what do you get? Optimum. Uh, yeah, I have Optimum right now. Oh, okay. I I do not like them, but they give me the fastest internet speed. So. You gotta go with it. Do you guys hear that? Do you hear that? That's people Crickets. stopping listening to our show <laughs> because you're talking about your fucking cable networks on the East Coast. You sons of bitches. Um, look, here's I am not sorry. We live in the same state. We're, we're just curious. It's factual. No, it's cool. You guys do your like weird. He lives like ten na- minutes away from my fucking office. neighbor thing over in the other place. <laughs> if I if I was not working Sunday night football last weekend, I would have seen Bridget. 
Oh, you would have gone? Night, I would have gone. Fuck yeah. Oh, I got to remember that from now on. I went and saw Brad Williams last weekend at a comedy club in West Nyack. Yeah. It was the, good. It was very funny. Very Lovely funny. Lives a dope is a dope spot. I've seen, I saw Charlie Murphy there before uh-huh. he died, which was awesome. Um, I've also seen Kevin James there. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean Kevin Smith? <laughs> no, but I, I do think it would be a venue that, that all of those guys would enjoy because it's smack yeah. dab in the middle of the mall. Yeah. Oh, Kevin Smith would be thrilled with it. Thrilled. There's a theater. There's a the, the, the mall massage joint. There's a Target. There's like it, things to trampoline oh, or like, you know, bungee jump type thing in there. Yeah. Dude loves a good Bowl, fucking like, bowling mall alley. Massage and shit. Mm-hmm. I like the shit in Palisades yeah. Park. And what's nice about it is that it's a comedy club, but it feels clean in the facility. It's like a clean room because like I've been to Caroline's to see the uh, to see I almost said to see the Ralph report, but I meant to see Hollywood Babylon. And while waiting to go in for my seat, I would see the roaches crawl over the T-shirts they would have for sale. So, you know, lovely um, lives very clean. I mean, don't forget how the handicap stall at the improv is great if you want to smoke weed in between segments of a show, but it's terrible if you plan on staying on the toilet, it's like a wild ride because it's not attached. Like one eighth of the toilet seat is still attached. There is like <laughs> a glimmer of like one thread on the like screw Ooh. and the nut holding it on. And you drunk forget and let your ass touch the seat at all. And it's like, <laughs> and you're going <laughs> around. Oh man, it is, it is awful. And, and that bathroom is always dirty so the last thing you're going to want to happen is that the bucking bronco toilet throws you on that floor <laughs> yeah you won't you wouldn't have that issue at levity live it's very cool. no better comedy locations clean your seriously fuck seriously oh. well so what are you guys doing for halloween nothing yeah, i don't have any specific plans right now um, all, all Halloween month long or spooktober long, I am watching one scary, spooky Halloween movie and then usually reviewing it three or four days later because I <laughs> fall behind a lot because real life is a thing. Um, but yeah, I've been consistently watching at least one horror movie every night because that's that's spooktober. So have yeah. you been watching stuff you've seen in the past or are you watching new stuff or both? Uh, yeah, it's a mixture of both. Uh, I usually take a look at what's coming out this Halloween. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of new material, so we had a lot mm-hmm. of new movies in there. But I always do a week of classic movies. So, mm-hmm. like, last year, it's, like, my six, you know, the six go-to horror villains. So, like, Michael, Jason, mm-hmm. Freddy, Chucky, Candyman, Hellraiser. Do all six of those. This year, we did the sequels to all those mm-hmm. movies. Um, I've got a M. Night Shyamalan uh, week going on right now, which is a lot of fun. Um, I'm a big M. Night guy. Uh, okay. He certainly doesn't work for everybody, but I appreciate the way that he makes a movie. So mm-hmm. fuck all you non-M. Night fans. You're you're dumb. Um, <laughs> no, I, I apologize. I like all of you. I promise. No, you um, don't. It's okay. I did that one, um, The Village, right? Do you do The Village? Yep. Yeah. I liked that yes. one, and everyone shit all over it, and I liked it. Oh, yeah. yeah I shit I, all over it. I liked it up until the twist and then i was like 
oh, well, the things that could have been interesting here are, are less. But I have not seen it since, and it's on my list uh, this year. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I will be rewatching that sooner than later. So what's your favorite scary movie? Halloween is the greatest uh, for me. Like you can't touch Carpenter in 78. Mm-hmm. And like just the fact that like anything you watch in the realm of horror now probably has something that doesn't exist without Halloween. So right. that for me is the most perfect, at least in the slasher genre, that's the most perfect slasher you're ever going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, I am the most scared. And this is also on my spooktober list. It'll be the second time I've ever watched this movie because I watched it in a theater where there were no people. Mm-hmm. And uh, the movie ends with the main character uh, be uh, talking to the devil, and the devil—you can't see him, but he walks around her while he's talking. And you know, movie theaters have surround sound, so in the theater, the voice is going around in circles. Ooh. And I—I I was just—I was in a headspace that made it not okay for any of those things to be going on. It freaked me out real bad. But uh, the witch which uh, features Anya Taylor-Joy. That's where I started watching her. She is one of my favorites now. And she has a new one coming out that I'll be watching right before that um, from Mr. Edgar Wright, which looks amazing last night in Soho. Um, oh. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, I, old stuff, new stuff. I try to mix it all in during October. But I am so pumped for Edgar Wright's new one, which comes out. I think it's the 27th or 8th. I it's saw right. the preview for that. Uh, for those of you who can't see us, I literally went... <gasps> But like my whole face <laughs> expanded, like Jim Carrey's mask. Yeah, it was um, it was very uh, animated. Very. I, I Anya Taylor Joy, Thomas and Mackenzie, Matt Smith. Uh, it's a stellar cast, and I love Edgar Wright, so I'm very excited. I'm into it. Cool. You know what my next yeah. horror movie I'm gonna watch is? So I have what? A Roku TV. Hey, feel free to sponsor us because every TV in my house is a Roku. Anyway, um. So I have a Roku, and so they're always like, watch this shit, watch this shit. And on the side, they're like, free content, watch it. So this is a 2020 movie. Uh, this is my next thing I'm going to watch. It's a whopping hour and 20 minutes long. It's another thing I love about horror movies. Yeah. yeah. It's a quick watch. I used to watch, my a buddy of mine passed away a few years ago, and he would always post a list, and we would all watch the films. And he would do 31 films for the month, and we would all watch them and talk about them. And so I kept doing that for a while after he passed. And that was rough, but I would literally be able to get almost a whole horror film out on my lunch break at work. Like, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so this is called The Toll. And it says, mm. a rideshare driver and a young woman encounter a supernatural being after their car breaks down on a dark forest road. And this said that this was made for Roku. I had never heard of this film. I have so not either. I'm I'm gonna watch that and uh, do I it. Probably won't, I probably won't tell you guys, listeners, but I might tell you guys and then forget to talk about it. It's fair. I I don't know when, but at some point I need to dive into this movie about a couch that eats humans. I stumbled on that on uh, Amazon because I had come. There, I, I stumbled across this movie called Benny Loves Me or Benny Loves You. Um, where this little like basically the concept is like when you throw away your toys as a kid, them toys get really fucking pissed off. And sometimes they'd come back and try to kill you. And it's it's I think it's complete. It's, I want to say it's either an Australian or a New Zealand guy wrote, directed, shot, did every edited, did everything himself. Mm. Um, it's not great, but it's it's more than passable. But like one of the movies it suggested was like this this recliner that eats people <laughs> with like teeth. 
That sounds like I got um, I got to find the name. Yeah, you got to tell me. I want to watch that, but also it reminds me of the chair from fucking Peewee. Yep, yep, that's, yep. That's exactly what I picture in my head when I'm Killer Sofa is the name of the movie. There you go. It's real straightforward. <laughs> Even though it's a recliner, Killer Killer Sofa is the name of the movie. So now what is Go ahead, go ahead Aaron. No, go ahead. I was just going to ask him if he'd ever seen Poultrygeist. I sure have. Poultrygeist? Yeah. Oh, wait, you said you said poultry. I thought you said polter. I have not seen Poultrygeist, but now I want to see Poultrygeist. So, so Poultrygeist is about a, wait for it, chicken restaurant that was built on top of an Indian burial ground. And it is <laughs> going to be in that realm of not great, but you're going to love it. That sounds amazing. Oh, it's it's yeah. So that's that's what I mean. Like bad horror is great. Yeah. Great horror is better, but I, I will take a bad horror movie some days. Now, do you have a favorite subgenre, or would you just say like your bad horror is more along the lines? Or I mean, do you prefer the slasher, the or the more thriller type? Or I what? I am a traditional slasher fan. Uh, it's where mm-hmm. most of my horror roots come from. But I really uh, enjoy mo- pretty much all the horror lanes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do love a good suspense thriller or something that'll mess with your head, which is why I'm very excited for Last Night in Soho. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am also um big with lately they've been i've been seeing horror so as a movie person like horror is something that i always liked because you see a lot of you know your upcoming talent usually is in yes. horror movies because low budget get people you know early um seeing a lot of greats come through horror so mm-hmm. like i, I always kind of keep my eyes there and now i'm starting to see that you're getting more and more like directors breaking in on horror movies and they're mm-hmm. doing like really interesting things with the medium like trying to find stories that are worthwhile about talking about and like having having like conversations that you would get in like a drama or something like that you know where you're kind of like looking at society or different things of that nature and building it into the horror genre to kind of tell a movie that actually has a message that i've been really really digging there was a movie last year that kind of dealt with like dementia called Mm -hmm. relic spectacular like the filmmaking was just so incredible and it's really cool for me to see like a realm where like yeah you can watch a shitty horror movie you know that's fun like people are taking it in a way where it's like you can tell really really good stories in the horror medium and and there's a lot of that going on right now which has been kind of cool and that's the thing is a good horror film like that or a good science fiction fantasy movie can tell stories about what's going on in the modern world in a way that it's not offensive to people because people who don't get it just don't get it, but they'll enjoy the movie anyway for what it is. Oh yeah. And it, it like opens yourself up for diversity and stuff too, right? Cause you have so many cultures. I mean, every culture mm-hmm. has its horror stories, so you can tap into any of that. And at least from my perspective, like anytime I talk about movies, like I prefer to not see a bunch of white dudes on mm-hmm. screen, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, I know that story really well. Cause if you couldn't tell by my voice, I'm a white dude. Um, <laughs> so I appreciate getting to see. Um, for me, international horror tends to be mm-hmm. stronger than, you know, U.S. horror. Um, like, <clears throat> I, I enjoy when you can find realms to tell different stories. Like there was one on Netflix called His House, which was about um, 
now I can't remember what country it was, but it was about a bunch of refugees and like the idea of like refugee camps in England and stuff. And like mm. they bake that in with this like really personal, like where this, per- where these people come from, like legends and stuff that can be built in. That's really scary shit. Like it, it allowed them to tell a really interesting story. And Wunmi Masaku was in that one. And she's become a quick favorite after I saw mm-hmm. her in uh, Lovecraft country. Yeah, and then if you if you if you like the international horror, I tend to find Korea to be the strongest in that that department because they can play with straight horror, they can play with like thriller horror, and like then you can have something like Squid Game, which is currently on Netflix, and uh, I think everybody should watch that show because holy fuck balls, is it so good? I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard how good it is. Subtitled or dubbed? Always subtitles. Um, I. I I appreciate voice actors like like crazy like the people who do dub work it's mm-hmm. I, I don't think those people get enough credit cuz you are watching a movie in another language you have the translated words in front of you and you are trying to make your words be as close as possible <laughs> to the lip movements of somebody speaking in a different language that shit's super impressive but I like to be able to experience the performance of the person that I'm watching on screen so I like the native language Mm-hmm. Um, the only time I've gone dub uh, recently, there was a Netflix like sci-fi movie where it's a- it's actually multilingual. Like there's a- I've seen a lot of stuff coming out of Korea mm-hmm. that's multilingual, where you have people from different countries and they speak their native language um, a lot, which is kind of cool. But I had accidentally started it dubbed because I didn't realize that it was not like mm-hmm. something that was using regular language. So I was like, oh fuck, and I put the Korean language on and there's a robot and mm-hmm. the guy who voiced the robot in the Korean language did not work because I heard the, the English dude's voice first and that <laughs> voice just sunk up with what the robot looked like. So when I heard this other one, I was like, fuck, I'm gonna have to watch this dubbed because I really need to hear the <laughs> voice that I heard at first for this robot. Cause that's what the robot sounds like now. Right. Um, but yeah, otherwise I'm always, always subtitles. I mean, parasite, I was probably one of the few people that said Parasite's got a really, really legit shot to win Best Picture of the Year because that movie was fucking spellbinding. But yeah, that's me and international horror. Because I did hear there was some controversy about the dub versus the uh, subtitles with Squid Game about it not being quite right for the language, but whatever. Yeah, it's one of those things, and I don't think people realize this, but like... A lot of times, like your main language, you're subtitling that off the the piece of material that you're watching. Mm-hmm. But other languages are usually subtitled off the script. Mm-hmm. So you might have something written down that like when you write it looks like this. But when someone reads that in the actual native tongue, they go, oh, well, that's not what I would say to a person. I would say this. And that's right. sometimes where you'll get those lost in translation mm-hmm. bits where it doesn't quite sync up watching the Korean language with the English subtitles. I mean, if, if those subtitles were off from the meaning of what was going on in the movie, I you I couldn't feel it. Cause you definitely like, I, th- I feel like I took away all the things I was supposed to take away from that movie. And like, it made sense in the way that it's delivered, but or TV shows, not a movie. But uh, absolutely phenomenal, whether you watch it dubbed or subtitled. I have friends who've done dubbed, and I've obviously watched it subtitled, but it is stellar. I, I, was, 
Uh, that was a day where if you're going to throw it on, make sure you got nine hours because you will start it. And the next thing you know, it'll be nine hours later and you'll be like, <laughs> shit, when is season two coming? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. When I back when I was in my foreign film phase, I made sure everything I watched was in subtitles. Yeah. So, yeah, because it's really the only way because it would annoy me when the vo- when the, the words didn't match up to the mouths and just too distracting to watch. Yeah, I'd rather not understand what I'm hearing and read it so I can understand it than mm-hmm. be like, that didn't come out of your mouth, right? Yeah. And like I said, that's the way that you get to see the actual true performance. Because as much as a physical performance, like your delivery is, it goes so much into it. So I always like to see the, if I'm going to be critiquing an actor that I'm seeing, I want to critique their entire performance and not be like, man, this guy fucking sucked because his voice actor was bad, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, kids, it's about that time. It's late. I let us go long, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that sometimes. It's okay. Well, we want to thank you so much. Oh, I, yes. I want to thank you guys. This was so much fun. Thank you for letting me uh, come and, and fuck around for a little bit. Well, thank you for joining us this evening. Anytime. It'd be it's my pleasure. Anytime you ladies want to have me on, I'd be more than happy to come back. You want to drop your socials again for people? Yeah. Uh, so if you are on the Twitters or the Instagram, it's at cinema underscore sit down. Um, and if you are on the YouTubes, it is youtube.com slash cinema underscore sit down. You will find me talking about movies and trailers and TV shows. And if you liked listening to my nonsense on here you get very similar stuff just way less cursing because i like youtube to pay me the the pennies that they pay me but yeah if you guys like movies or tv and you want you know you're looking for recommendations or you need suggestions you're not sure what to watch i try to watch all of it and let you guys know so uh follow me all over those places and again thank you uh fine ladies for having me on well thank you for joining us this evening and you can find us, the Bicoastal Biatches, on Instagram at Bicoastal Biatches, if I could speak. Uh, there's a Facebook group for us for Bicoastal Biatches. And Twitter, if you search Bicoastal Biatches, you will find us. Otherwise, it's Bicoastal B-I-O-T-C-1. If you want to send us an email, you hit us up at Biatches at gmail.com. Or you can leave a message through the Anchor website. And if you don't know how to get there, just fucking hit us up and we'll tell you how to get there. Well, uh, I think that's it, right? I think that's it. So if that's it, we'll keep talking if you will keep listening. Bye. Here they are, just two bikers, the girls. Living life in a podcaster world. When things really suck